I don't want to build my life on sinking sand, church. Lord, we just pray that one more time. I know I even prayed it last Sunday. Lord, help us to find you to be our foundation, Lord God. That when the storms come, Lord God, they, they don't overtake us because we have a strong foundation. When the floods come, Lord God, we don't have to be afraid because you hold us. So, Lord, we just give you today, we give you this word, we give you these moments that we have together. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd speak through me uh, today just to deliver a word that comes from your heart, Lord. So I just submit all this to you. We just pray, uh, Lord, that you'll take us to the next place that you have for us in this series and in this season as a church, and we will give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God is good, church. Yes, and all the time. Yeah, so glad that you're here with us. My name is Pastor Chris, and if you're new here to Evangel, you're jumping in at a great time. Uh, we're in the middle of a series entitled Gifted, and we've been walking through and understanding. In the Bible, it talks about this idea of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you and I, if we're followers of Jesus, the Bible makes this one thing clear, that if you follow Jesus, you're gifted. He's given you certain gifts uh, that you are meant to use to live for him. So turn to your neighbor as you've done uh, on previous weeks. I want you to tell them today, remind them you're gifted. Come on, turn to the person next to you. Say it like you mean it. You're gifted. You're gifted. God has gifts that he has given to you. And it's our responsibility to understand those and to really surrender and submit those to the Lord, however he'd like to use us in them. And so we understand this, that when you and I receive Jesus and we decide to follow him, the Bible says that in that moment the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, that he puts his spirit within us to walk in his ways. Jesus promised that he wouldn't leave us as orphans. He would not leave us alone, and that when he rose from the dead, that's what we celebrate on Easter, and then 40 days later he ascended, that he sent his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to lead and guide us, to fill our lives, and a part of what we see and learn is that he also gives us gifts. And those gifts are meant to be used to live for him, to live for Jesus in this world. And so we've been exploring these gifts. We've been looking in different passages of Scripture throughout the New Testament that teach about the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that we can understand them better and see even how we may be gifted. So I've been inviting you, church, to pray as you've heard about these gifts. And we talked out of Romans 12 and then out of Ephesians 4 last week and say, Lord, how, how have you gifted me? And my prayer has been for you that you would already start to recognize some areas that perhaps you may have received or may operate in some of those gifts. I promised you a few weeks back when we began this series that on one Sunday I would give you a special resource that we've been working on that would define all of the gifts of the Spirit uh, spelled out in these passages of Scripture. And I'm excited to tell you today is the day, all right? Are you ready for it? So reach down at the end of your pew on the left-hand side, and there are two sheets of paper. I want you to grab. There's a large one here that has all the gifts defined, and the second one is a smaller card. Grab both of those, pass them down, make sure everyone in your row gets one copy of each of those. So there are two sheets that you're going to have uh, as those are being passed down. So let's take a moment to do that. And uh, once you have them both, would you do this? Would you just wave them in the air for me? Let me know that you have them. That'll let me know. All right, good. Keep passing them down. If you haven't, they should be at the end of your row on the left-hand side, I believe. Check on the right if not, and uh, you should have them. If anyone did not receive one and you need it, just lift your hands up. Ushers, if you'll help me, if anyone in a row doesn't have one, we'll make sure that we get them. I think I see someone right there. Anyone else uh, right here at the end of these rows? 
Thank you. And uh, we'll make sure that everyone gets one. I see you up there in the balcony as well. Just keep your hand up for a moment. We'll make sure that everyone gets a copy of one there. All right. The usher should see you there in just a second and make sure you get one. Great. All right. Let's hold them up one more time. We all have them? All right. Great. And so I'm so appreciative to our pastors and our leaders. We worked on this. It looks like a periodic table of elements, I know. So I'm going to take you back to school a little bit. These are the periodic table of the gifts of the Spirit, all right? And they come to us from three passages of Scripture, and that's why we kind of colored them in that way. We see the ones that come to us in Romans 12, the ones that come in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and the ones we talked about last week in Ephesians chapter 4. Now, some of these gifts show up in other passages as well, but we've broken them down in that way so that you can understand them and see where they are found in those necessary passages. So we have 19 gifts here that we see. Um, that come to us from these passages of Scripture. And these are the ones that we are focusing in on for this series and I've been inviting you to pray about. So I just want to give you a quick tour of them and then we're going to jump into the rest of our message. But we see here on the first side of the page the apostolic ministry, that supernatural drive to extend the reach of the gospel to unreached places and calling others forward to live on mission for Jesus. Think missionaries, things those that are continually connected to the mission of God. Discernment, the supernatural ability to distinguish between truth and deception, good and evil, right and wrong, or godly and demonic. You're going to notice in every one of these it says supernatural ability. You know why? Because it says right there below the periodic table of elements that spiritual gifts are supernatural abilities given by the grace of God to Christians, the followers of Jesus, through the Holy Spirit to strengthen the church and to reveal Jesus to the world, okay? We're not talking about your natural giftedness. We're not talking about those things. We're talking about the gifts, the the power and the ability that the Holy Spirit gives you to live for Jesus. And so we see the gift of encouragement. I don't know if you knew that. We covered it a few weeks ago that it's a supernatural ability to come to one side, to strengthen, to move them forward in their faith. Evangelistic ministry, that call to be an evangelist, to share the good news of the gospel, to inspire them and draw them to follow Jesus. Faith, not just talking about the faith, which means placing your faith in Jesus, but one of the gifts of the Spirit is the gift of faith. It's this supernatural ability to act on God's promises with a confidence that is not your own, an unwavering belief in God's ability to fulfill his word. And the Holy Spirit gives that gift of faith, the gift of giving, the supernatural ability to go above and beyond, to see the needs and sacrificially give of our time, talent, and treasure with delight and love towards his purposes. Healing. Aren't you so thankful that Jesus is our healer and that we see through the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of healing, the supernatural ability that when we pray for those who are spiritually, emotionally, physically unwell and then see them recover, that Jesus extends his hands out in those moments when we receive that gift and he heals and delivers those that are going through that. The gifts of helps. The supernatural prompting to support the work. This is on the backside and in the church so that others can be released in their various areas. We got the gift of hospitality. Do you know that's a gift? The, the spiritual gift of hospitality. We're going to talk about that later today. It's a supernatural ability to value known and unknown people. By doing what? Creating a warm, welcoming environment for them. That the Holy Spirit has gifted some with this prompting, with this desire, and with this ability to just remain focused on that and to help create those environments. Interpretation of tongues. 
This is the supernatural ability to interpret a message in tongues for the purpose of edifying believers. In our first service today, it didn't happen in this service, but in our first service, right as we were coming out of one of the worship songs, and there was just a bit of silence in the, in the midst of people worshiping, we heard a message in tongues. Someone spoke out in a language that was not their own as the Holy Spirit prompted them, and that message came, and a few seconds later, someone else here in the body sitting in this section that doesn't even know this person speaks out an interpretation of what's been said. This is what the Holy Spirit does, and there's a reason for it. It says to edify the church, to build up believers. And the message that had come forward, basically the Lord was saying, I remember you. I've written your name on my hands, and I remember you. Now remember me and that I'm with you. And it was just this call to turn back to the Lord. These things don't happen to ever draw attention to ourselves. It's all for the purpose of pointing to Jesus and to build up the church. Amen? And there was someone in our service, in first service, even as I've repeated the message today, someone needed to hear that that God remembers you and he's calling you to remember him. He's calling your attention back to him. Does that make sense, church? And so that's what we'll see there with an interpretation that someone will speak out and it'll be a language you don't know, understand that they themselves don't even know and understand. God gives the interpretation to someone else. And the purpose of that is to show, uh, reveal Christ and to draw and build up believers. And so that's what that word edification means. It means building up. The gift of leadership. It's the ability to lead people, to direct initiatives, to implement plans. Some of you have the gift of leadership, and God wants to draw on that to help in building his church. He wants to use you as a leader in that. The gift of mercy we talked about a few weeks ago. It's the supernatural ability to serve as an agent of restoration through loving, practical, and compassionate acts towards suffering members in the body of Christ. I've seen some of you gifted with this gift of mercy, extending yourselves to care for others. And God brings about great blessing and testimony because of that. We see the gift of miracles. How many know that God is in the miracle-working business? He's still moving mountains today. He's still working miracles today. And it talks about the, the workings of miracles as a gift of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. It's the supernatural, tangible acts of power that serve to authenticate and establish the gospel and protect and provide for God's people. You'll see miracles happening often in places where people are being reached for Jesus, where people are going into unknown places, and you'll see the miraculous happen. We see the miraculous happen among us, and that's part of the way that the Holy Spirit has gifted the church. We see prophetic ministry, the gift of prophecy, or we're calling it prophetic ministry here as Ephesians 4 talks about it. It's someone supernaturally connected to the heart of God to proclaim the word of Jesus in a timely and relevant manner for understanding, sometimes for correction, and always for edification to build up, to strengthen, to help. Shepherding ministry is this supernatural ability to direct, protect, and correct a group of people towards spiritual maturity. And so it's not just pastors walk in this, but you'll also see that there's some that you have part of this gifting in you that's a part of helping to come alongside to care for the flock, to lead the flock in some of those ways. Teaching ministry, it's a supernatural ability to understand, explain, and effectively apply the truth of the word of God. Then we have the gift of tongues. This comes when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Um, and then we'll see that there is this 
ability to speak in another language. It's the gift of tongues that the Bible talks about. It's speaking in other languages, and this comes through the Holy Spirit's utterance and power, and this has two sides to it. One is personal, where you will, in, in times of prayer, as this happens in your own life, you'll be speaking in this other language, and it's meant to kind of edify you, to build you up in your personal, private prayer time. And then we'll see that it's done in a corporate manner, the Bible teaches. In 1 Corinthians 12, we'll talk about this next week in the following. I'm going to teach more on this. But it's for building up the whole body. And so that's what happened in our first service today. Finally, words of knowledge, word of wisdom. We'll talk more about this next week. But you'll see these two definitions that are here. The ability to um, apply the gospel to, of life to, um, to life circumstances through revealing facts that only God knows. Last night, I heard a testimony about someone. One of my family members was sharing it with me that he was talking to a young man. He was a believer, and he had lost his entire family in a fire in their house. And his children, his young children, his wife, everyone perished. He's in a hotel. He is so broken at such a low point. He had hung up the pictures of his family in his hotel room, and he was very broken, and he got very upset. He tore down all the pictures off his wall. And then he left, and he went out, and he was walking around the pool, and he, did, he didn't know what he was doing. He was at such a low point in time. And this lady comes out, and she's walking around the pool, and she keeps trying to talk to him. And he keeps saying, I don't want to talk. He's crying. He's upset. He's, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk. And he'd walk away, and she's trying to get his attention. Finally, she does, and he says, what? I don't want to talk. I don't want anyone to be around me right now. He didn't tell her what was going on. He just said that. And she says, God wants me to tell you, put the pictures back up. And he's like, What? And she's like, look, I'm not here to swim. I, I was praying, and I felt like I had to come and tell you, put the pictures back up. And then she just left. <laughs> That's a moment that only the Holy Spirit can orchestrate, but it meant so much to him in that moment. Does that make sense, church? It meant so much to him in that moment. I mean, this is how God can work. It's, it, it's, it's something that is not meant to be spooky. It's just meant to be when you're surrendered to God, the Holy Spirit wants to work through you to help you in those ways. Uh, and, and I see that as just a word of knowledge in a, a very specific moment. She had no idea what God was trying to say. She just needed to say that, that moment in that way. Here's what God wants from you. And then a word of wisdom is this supernatural ability to provide divine insight, direction uh, into a need or a problem that would point people to Christ and in his path for them. So again, this is 19 of them. I pray this will help you. Is this a help to you? I pray this will just be a, a way to help strengthen you in your faith, lead you. I so appreciate our pastors, our leaders. We've prayed over these. We've studied the scriptures for weeks, and we feel like what we're putting in your hands is something that will help you and guide you moving forward. So put this in your Bible. Place this somewhere so that you can continue to go back to it in the weeks and, and months to come. Well, I want to take some time now to bring you to God's Word. I have a, one verse of scripture, and then we're going to do something pretty fun today. I don't think we've ever done this before, and I'm excited for it. So open your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians chapter 2, this is our main text for what we're going to talk about today. Think of this in line of all these gifts that God has given to us, but there's a greater gift than all of these gifts, the greatest gift we've ever received. It's the gift of Jesus. Ephesians 2.8 says this, for it is by grace, say grace, it's by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Say gift of God. His grace is the gift that he's given you. Not by works, so no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. So I want to just break down this passage for you very briefly today. Here's what I want you to know today. 
the greatest gift you've ever received before any of these gifts. It's the gift that keeps on giving more and more gifts is the gift of Jesus. It's when he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. And today, if you've never called upon him, today can be that day for you to make a decision to follow Jesus. He has something for you. And if you're willing to bring your old life, if you're willing to bring your sin, your shame, your brokenness to him, come to him humbly and say, Lord, I don't want this anymore. I want the life that you have for me. And you commit your life to follow Jesus. He will take you on a journey that you will never forget. He will do in you and through you things you could never have imagined. And I stand here today as living proof I could speak until I'm blue in the face because that's what he's done in my life. I shouldn't be here but for what? The grace of God. But for his grace, that's the gift. It's a gift that's so amazing. It's a greater gift than my wife, than my kids, than any gift anyone's ever given me. It's the gift of salvation. It's a gift of Jesus dying for me. And he's done that for you as well. Receive that gift if you never have. And when you receive that gift, guess what happens? He changes you forever. And what happens is he, he remakes your whole life. He reshapes your whole life. So this is what Paul's getting at. He says this, that you're saved not by works. We are not saved by our works. Do you know that? You're not saved by good works. We are not saved by the good things we've done. So many people, you might even be here today and think that I'm just trying to get to heaven and if I could just do enough good things, maybe God will be happy. It doesn't work that way. You will keep trying and keep trying. And I just want you to know, the Bible is so clear. If you believe the Bible to be God's word to you, then you cannot, you cannot keep running down a path that you think your good works will save you. You can't. You're not saved by your works. You're saved by his work on the cross. That's the work. That's the great work. And it's better than all your good works. Jesus died for your sins. He paid the price for you. So what you do is you bring yourself to him. And you receive that gift. You receive him as your Lord and Savior. I have to do this right now. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. Because there's someone here that, that I believe you just need to receive that right now. That you've been trying to, to, to make yourself right for God. But God is saying, even right now in this moment, you don't have to do anything more. You have to give up running after all these things. You need to just come to me right now. And just ask me for my forgiveness. That's what it is. This world will tell you you need to earn it. You need to do the right thing. No, you just need to come to me. So today, if you've been running after and trying to be saved by your good works and you're ready just to come to Jesus and to ask him to forgive you of your sins, if that's you right now, with no one looking around, if that's you, just lift your hand above your head and say, Pastor, I need that right now. Praise God, I see you right here. Is there anyone else? I see, your, I see hands are going up all around the room. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Is there anyone else? I'm going to pray for you in just a moment, but if that's you, just don't miss this moment right now just to respond to God. Praise God. There's hands that went up all around the room. Pray with me and repeat these words from the bottom of your heart. This is what we're doing. We're coming to Jesus. We're not coming with all of our good works. We're coming knowing that we've not done what's right. We come with our sin and we just lay it before him. So pray with me, dear Jesus. I ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins that have separated me from you. Today I believe that you died and that you rose again for me. And today, I receive you as my Lord, as my Savior, and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Lord Jesus, extend your hand out now over those that have received you, those that have turned. Lord, I pray for someone that's like scales fell off their eyes. They're done striving. They're ready to be your son, your daughter. They're not going to try to earn it anymore. But today, Lord, you just receive them. I pray the full weight of your love comes upon them. I pray, Lord, they would be just overwhelmed with your love, with your forgiveness, with the new life you have for them. Lord, thank you today is a brand new day for them. It's a brand new life. Jesus' name, Lord. Come on, church. Someone celebrate. Come on, celebrate. Celebrate. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we're so excited for the decision you've just made. We're praising God. Oh, today, in the middle, I, I don't think I've done that before. Just in the middle of my message, I had to just stop because God was ready. He, you were ready. It's time. Praise God. So you get it. We're not saved by works. Are we all together on that? We're not. But, but here's, here's, here's the turn. Go to verse 10. What does verse 10 say? We're not saved by works, but you're God's handiwork. You're his workmanship. And you're created in Jesus. Your life has been changed in even an instant. Right now, those of you that called upon the name of the Lord, he's changing your life in this very instant. He's changing you for a purpose. To do what? To do good works. Say good works. To do good works that he has prepared in advance for you. Before you walked in here today, God had a plan and a purpose for your life. He saved your life. He changed you. And he has something ready for you to walk in. So we're not saved by good works. We are saved for good works. We aren't saved by them, but we're saved to now do them and to be released in them. That's why we're gifted. That's why he gives us these gifts. We are saved for good works. To do good works that he has prepared for us. So I'd like to say it like this. You and I, we were shaped, if we're his handiwork, we were shaped to serve. We were shaped in the way that we are. He created us, and he changed us, and he gifted us, and he made us in such a way to serve him and to be used in a very specific way. You and I, we were handmade for a harvest. We were handmade for a harvest. In the same way that workers would go out into the harvest fields, there's a harvest with your name on it. There's some work for you to do that God has specifically shaped you for. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 to 38. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. They were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Would you pray that prayer with me, church? Because the harvest is here. The kingdom of God is near. God is working and moving. And I want you to know there's a harvest right in front of us. There's a harvest in classrooms right here in this building. There's a harvest that comes our way. There's a harvest beyond the walls of this church. There's a harvest in Guatemala where our youth are right now. And Jesus said, send, ask the Father that he will send more workers. Today we're asking God, send more workers into the harvest. There aren't enough workers for it. But there are people that have been handmade. And you're here right now. You've been handmade for the harvest that Jesus is talking about. You were handmade to do this thing in this season to be a part of the work that God wants you to do. Amen? Isn't that exciting? So I've been praying for you. We've been praying for you. And now what we're going to do is we're going to show you the fields. Sound good? We're going to show you what the harvest looks like, where the opportunities are. And here's what I want you to do. Hold on to these two pieces of paper. I want you to have a pen ready and have this out. This is your name. Give me your, us your name, your email, your phone, a way to contact you. And then you're going to begin to see as we talk in the next few moments and some of our pastors get up here, you're going to be learning about some areas 
where you might be able to put your hand to the plow in the harvest that God has for us, where God wants to use the giftings that he's given to you to be a part of the work that he has for you. And so you have this sheet with the different gifts. Maybe you're beginning to identify some of them. You could begin to write some of those on this piece of paper as you're hearing and as you're seeing them. And then you could write down notes on areas you might be interested in seeing your gift be used as you submit it to the Lord. So at this time, are you ready, church? We're going to show you some different areas in the harvest that the Lord's put before us that maybe he's handmade you for. So turn your attention to the screens. Here at Evangel Church, we believe that change lives are changing lives, which ultimately changes communities. Our drive is to bring people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ, and this happens when people in the body begin to use their gifts to make it all possible. This means we need you and the gifts God has given you. While there are many opportunities for you to serve, we want to highlight a few ways you can get involved. We want to see the presence of God permeate every gathering that we have with the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. The Creative Arts Ministry is passionate about seeing people experience God in every aspect of their lives by developing a lifestyle of worship. We do this to strengthen the faith of Christians, challenge the belief of unbelievers, and to present the gospel with integrity. We are inviting people to use their talents of acting, singing, and playing instruments to lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. The message of the gospel, that Jesus is changing lives, needs to go out further and faster than ever before. The media ministry at Evangel Church makes that happen behind the scenes. We are calling people to use their God-given creativity and desire to advance the kingdom by coming alongside the other ministries of the church to help them spread the good news. From engineering the worship experience on Sunday, posting on our social media, to capturing video of our services, there are so many ways you can help us take the message of Jesus across the street and around the world. Now let's invite Pastor Carrie up on the stage so she can share about how you can influence the children of this generation today. All right, good morning, family. How are you? How exciting. So you have giftings that God has given you, and I just want to personally invite you that if you're interested in finding where you fit, come and check out the children's ministry. You don't have to be afraid of the children. They are awesome. But we are passionate about changing the face of a generation. The world has holds nothing back in terms of coming at our children, attacking them from every side. But I believe the scripture that says, Isaiah 59, 19, it says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God will raise up a standard. And let me tell you, I believe that as children walk in what God has called them to do in the divine purposes, that we are going to watch the anointing of God fall over their lives in ways that we have never even experienced it before. And that's why we exist here in the children's ministry. We don't just babysit your children. We are preparing them with the essential tools that they need in order to live out the life, to be bold, to be courageous, to be obedient, to be righteous, and to walk in what God has called them to do. So that's why we want to encourage you, if that's something that you might be interested in, come and check us out. Uh, we would be welcome to have you come be a part. And we are so excited for what God's doing in the children's ministry. And if you're like, I don't think I have anything to give, let me tell you what, the Holy Spirit is going to give you everything that you need. You don't have to come on your own. We'll train you. We'll equip you. But most of all, he's the one that's going to speak and help you be able to reach those kids. So we don't just share personal Bible stories, but we want to make it practical to them. And we want to create an atmosphere where they can encounter Jesus themselves. Because
because when they encounter Jesus themselves, it becomes real to them, and they're going to be lasting, living for Jesus their whole lives. So I just want to encourage you, come and check us out. As our children are growing and maturing in their faith, they move on from children's ministry to youth and young adults, which is another great opportunity for you to utilize your spiritual giftings. Here's Pastor Paul to tell you more. So, I'm the youth pastor. Yeah, I'm that guy. Um, now, I'm going to share a fact with you that we all know, but it's hard to see. We live in a society where there are industries investing billions, with a B, billions of dollars into purchasing the heart and attention of our students. And when we look at the, the statistics that says, you know, there's a mass exodus of young people from the church, and not just the church building, but the faith, we should know that's no accident. That's an attack of the enemy on our kids. Oh, yeah, we're not okay with that, right? And so what we've done here at Evangel is we've made it our personal heart and mission to see our students be the church instead of leave the church, that they would love the church instead of leave the church. And what that looks like for us, what that looks like for us is that we are creating opportunities and environments for them to engage and encounter God, an exciting and a safe environment for them to discover what it means to be in a relationship with God, a personal relationship with God, and develop lasting faith. Now, there's a verse in Acts 15, verse 19, where the brother of Jesus, James, he is, he's speaking on an issue. They're trying to figure out what to do with this new group of people who are coming to the faith. And James makes this statement. He says, we should not make it difficult for those who are coming to Christ. In other words, let's remove as many obstacles as possible. If you join our team, if, if you feel like, man, that's my heart, that's my passion, I want to see that take place in our students' lives, you join our team that's what you're going to be doing with this. You're going to be helping us remove obstacles from them developing lasting faith in their personal relationship with God. Amen. The opportunity to serve doesn't end there. The journey for many begins the very moment they walk through the doors of Evangel Church. As some might argue, one of the most critical areas of ministry is hospitality, led by our very own Pastor Bobby. Take it away, Pastor. Good morning. I read a recent survey that said 14% of our congregation is missing. You know where they are? They were offended. Why? Because they didn't feel that church was welcoming. And they're never going to darken our doors again. They're never going to come into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to tell you that hospitality is more than just shaking someone's hand. It's more than just greeting someone. It's more than just giving someone a seat. It's creating such a great first impression that it can help them on a journey to a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if we can do that as a body, guess what? We could see more and more people come into a life-changing relationship with Jesus and fulfill our mission and our purpose as a church, we can see more people go out and change the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so what I want to do is I want to invite you on that journey of making such a great first impression. And that begins when? It begins the moment that they start looking 
for our church because most people have already made up their minds within the first 10 minutes of arriving. That's before the first note of worship is played. It's before the host has given our greeting this morning. It's before Pastor Chris has preached his sermon. And so I want to invite you to become the voice and face of Evangel on a Sunday morning and welcome every single guest, both new and returning, and say, we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you're a part of this family, and we want you to have such a great experience because we believe that with your help, we can change the world. And that's what we're all about here. So come and join us as someone in the parking lot, as a greeter, as someone at the info desk, or even someone in this sanctuary as an usher, creating a great environment for people to encounter Jesus. Remember, this is just a small glimpse of everything that Evangel has to offer. Here is Pastor Chris to give you a little more insight and to let you know how you can get involved today. Come on, let's give it up for all of our pastors, leaders. Thankful for them, thankful for that, the creativity and the ways of showing. We have a few other areas I just want to make you aware of as well that fit right within this. One of them is in the area of care to our body that we are called to care for one another, to carry one another's burdens, to really fulfill the law of Christ as we do that. And we have some great opportunities for you to come alongside, especially in areas of gifting and mercy or in shepherding, to help care and tend to the flock. That can happen as a part of our prayer team. We need those that are willing to come alongside and pray at these altars and even pray for prayer requests during the week. We want to raise up a prayer team that will just be a great covering to this body. We also have areas that you can get involved as well through visitation. We want to be able to properly care for those in our body who are in need of special touches at different times in their lives, whether they're hospitalized. We are going to be raising up hospital visitation teams and care teams to go out and minister in those areas to our shut-ins, to our widows, to those that need a special touch that aren't able to come to church. We can bring church to them. Amen? Um, and so we want to be able to do that through visitation. We also have some other opportunities there for you to continue to be a part of our care ministries if you'll let us know in that area. We also have our outreach teams. Our outreach teams are those that are helping to spread the gospel, to see people come into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We are a church that re believes in being on mission across the street and around the world. So we have many opportunities to do that. We had the backpack outreach a few weeks ago. We had uh, opportunities at Christmas time, at different holidays, that we also reach out to our community. We also have some outreach teams that go out and share the gospel in some very needed areas. One is our prison ministry. They go into the men's and women's prisons. They bring Bible study and teaching. They share the gospel. They see many people come to Jesus and receive encouragement that they so desperately need in that season. And we have our nursing home ministry. Those with the gift of mercy, those that are teachers, those that have that gift to care for the body in that way it's a great outreach and so again let us know some of those areas if the Lord's putting any of that on your heart and let's reach out together as well amen Amen. That was a great tour of the fields, wasn't it? You got to see a lot of the different areas that the Lord has here at Evangel Church. And my prayer is that you would, as you're seeing how he has gifted you, you're seeing how you can now be a part of using that gifting to serve others. I'm going to invite Pastor Rick to come forward as we prepare to close this morning. I told you today, you and I were handmade for a harvest. You've been gifted 
and given the gifts of the Holy Spirit for a purpose, to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. And as God has you as a part of evangel, it's so important that you begin to not sit on those gifts, to not bury your talent, to not bury the thing that God has given you and entrusted to you, but instead to submit it to him to say, Lord, if, if your word is true, Lord, and I'm your follower, then I know you've gifted me. And Lord, I want to be used for something greater, Lord, than just what I've been doing apart from you. And so here's what you can get trip over is your ability. I don't know if I really have the ability. I don't know if I could really do that. I think maybe I have that gift, but, but I don't know. And you get so caught up in your ability. I'm telling you this. Our pastors are ready to walk with you. Our leaders are ready to walk with you. What God's really looking for is your availability. Because we believe that the Holy Spirit makes us able to do these things by his power. We're not looking for those who say, yes, I have all the strength. I have all the ability. I have all the, the natural gifting in the world. I'll tell you what, that always comes to an end. That pales in comparison to those that are just humbly submitted to say, God, without you, I don't know if I can even do this, but I'm willing to take a journey with you. We want to take that journey with you and help you walk that out. So here's what I'm going to invite you to do. I want you to begin to fill out this card. We're going to bring up the lights a little bit more so everyone can make sure you can see clearly and, and fill this out. But give us your name. I want every person filling out one of these cards. And let, let me know, as you've been praying during this series, I would love to know from every one of you, and even today as you've seen this card, what areas do you begin, are you sensing that the Holy Spirit might be gifting you in? What areas maybe you've already had experiences that I really believe in? I've seen some things in my life that I, I believe this to be a gift that the Holy Spirit's given me. We want to know where those giftings are, and we're going to begin to pray for you and pray that the Lord would increase that and activate that in greater measure in your lives. But also where he's calling that gifting to serve, where you're willing to make yourself available. And I'd ask you, you're a part of the body and not one of the gifts that I mentioned is just about filling a pew. You know that, right? There's no gift to that. It's about fulfilling a purpose. You've been called to fulfill a purpose, not fill a pew on a Sunday morning for an hour and a half. God has a plan for you. He wants to use you. Make yourself available. This today is the way that you can do that. To just say, God, I'm in. I'm in, Lord. I just put this here. And what we'll do is we'll reach out to you. We'll give you more information. We'll place uh, some more info in, in your hands so that you can really consider what it might look like to allow God to use your gift to serve others inside and outside the body here at Evangel. So take a moment, fill that out. And as you do that, I want to just give you one verse, one final verse of Scripture as we close this morning. It's in Galatians chapter 6. And it says this, Don't be deceived. God won't be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows into their flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit of God from the Spirit is going to reap eternal life. So let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. You were handmade for a harvest, church. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, there's many opportunities, let us do good by all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. That's my prayer for you, is that as you begin to sow yourself into the plans and purposes that God has, as we move into the fall season, into a new season, may it be a new season for you, where you've made yourself available to God, where he will begin to tap into the giftings that he's given you and use you for things you could have never imagined. He's looking for your availability. He is the one that has the power to give you the ability to do abundantly more. Amen? So I'm going to pray for you right now as you're just doing that, I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward. We're going to take one final offering. 
It's really going to be an offering of ourselves today. I'm not asking you to put any money in this offering. I'm asking you to put those cards in the offering. More importantly, I'm asking you to put yourself in that offering. To say, Lord, I make myself available. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Use me, Lord. Thank you. Jesus, I pray that you'd speak to every one of our hearts. Show us, Lord, how you've gifted us. Show us how you've prepared us. Show us how you desire to use us, Lord God, for the good things that you have for us. Lord God, we just give of ourselves in this offering right now. Lord, we give of ourselves to the work that you have for us. We pray that you'd receive us, Lord God, the gifts, the talents, the abilities you shaped us for. And would you begin to use them? And will we see a greater harvest than we've ever seen before because of our availability to you in this way? In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you as you give now. Let's just spend these last few moments just preparing our hearts to just give uh, these cards in, and then I'll come up and I'll dismiss us in prayer.